0: Okay, here we go. This is Todd Adams.
1: This is Kathy Adams. Welcome
0: back, Zen Parenting Radio. We have a wonderful show planned. Uh, our theme this week, sweetie, healing and illness,
1: or how to look at healing and illness in a different light. Because I,
0: or how to heal yourself when you're ill,
1: <laughs> or to be ill. To what we're what we're talking about is how. Um, I think sometimes when kids get sick or when we get sick, we think that there's something wrong with us, wrong with our bodies. It shouldn't be happening. Um, and even though nobody enjoys being sick, I do.
0: I love being sick. No, you don't. I love not having fun too. Well,
1: it's some, it's funny because sometimes, um, the girls will say, I just wish I was sick so I could stay home from school. And then if they do get sick and are home from school, they're like, Oh, I just want to go to school. I'm like, see you, it's grass is always greener. But I guess the point is, I'm going to interrupt you okay
0: sorry about that okay are you
1: mad at me no but can I finish my thought sure okay all I, all I wanted to say is that it's just about looking at illness through a different lens and realizing you don't need to be afraid
0: oh. I thought you were going to say all I want to do is have some fun I got a feeling I'm not the only one
1: I'm not the only one because
0: I want to have some fun I know you so do so by definition you're not the only one I'm not so Zen Parenting Radio it's a discussion between a spiritual and emotional mom who's that that's me and a logical and practical dad. We have three daughters, ages 5, 8, and 10. Almost
1: 6, 8, and 10. Our
0: goal is to, have, to give you the resources to become a better parent, but more importantly, to become a better... You. That's right. Um, so... Let's just jump right into
1: it. Okay. Well, the reason that we decided to focus on healing and wellness and illness is because this list that Todd and I have been going through for the last couple weeks of the, what are they called? The 11 things I wish every parent knew. It was
0: written by a doctor guy.
1: Written by an MD. Stephen Um,
0: Cohen. Thanks, Stephen.
1: Thanks, Stephen. You've made our show um, fruitful fruitful for the last three weeks. But he wrote these um, 11 things, and we've been going through them three at a time. And this week, we were going to talk about six, seven, and eight. And we realized that they're all about healing, wellness, and illness. And so we thought we would kind of just hone in on that. So number six. A symptom is the body's way of letting us know something has to change.
0: Let me repeat that. Okay. A symptom is a body's way of letting us know something something has to change. Okay. I read this. Okay. And I think this is the part where he talks about why a fever is not such a bad thing.
1: Absolutely. That's one of that's the, the things. That's the
0: easiest example I can... Get my arms around it
1: is, and and again, this guy, this MD, he's also a holistic practitioner. He he believes in integrated medicine, which is you know using all all kinds of healing practices. He's also an acupuncturist, and so um, he what Todd and I like to call practicing Eastern and Western medicine. So he's kind of giving that whole picture, which I think is we deserve the whole picture rather than just focusing on um, you know just you know, okay, I'm sick, how do I heal? Let's look at how to be more big picture about how to stay healthy. And we've done um, some proactive.
0: shows on stuff like this, haven't we?
1: Yeah, we have. We've talked about this before, and we're. Ju- I guess we'll just, it'll be somewhat repetitious, but hopefully we'll add some new information, or maybe you can hear it in a different way. So yeah, so let's talk about the fever, because most parents have had the experience of having their child have a fever. And what's your first reaction? Give them a Tylenol. Well, give him two Tylenols. Well, let's talk about the emotional reaction first. What You're about, about? Anison? <laughs> Remember Anacin? I do, and it would break open. No, that was Dr- that was that was contact. Dristan. No,
0: Dristan didn't break apart. Oh,
1: contact did. Contact broke apart into the. And I wanted to always pull it apart and have those come out like that in the commercial. What about Bayer? What about Bayer still around? They are. Yeah, Bayer aspirin. And
0: you still think Anison's still around?
1: I think Anison is still around.
0: How come nobody ever talks about Anison anymore? Because
1: now we have these other. What's the have... difference
0: between Aleve and the other one?
1: I think Ale- Advil. I don't get it. Okay, Advil is ibuprofen.
0: Yeah.
1: Aleve is Nexxol. I'm going to make up a word. Nexoprexin? Wow. Is that a word? I
0: thought you were talking about your neck. No. But you're actually, you're, you're beginning a long word.
1: You know what? If there's any doctors or pharmacists listening, they're probably laughing because I don't think I said that right.
0: I'll bet you the non-pharmacists and doctors are laughing too. <laughs> like, who are these idiots?
1: <laughs> who thinking they know medicine? All I know is that they are, they're doing a similar thing, right? They're trying to get rid of uh, fl- inflammation. right? But they have they have different names.
0: Right. Okay. And so the Tylenol... Eliminates the symptom from happening, but it doesn't deal with what's going on underneath.
1: Well, again, let's talk about the emotional response. Your child has a fever, and what do you think?
0: I want to get this kid healthy, and I'm going to give him some anacin. It's,
1: it's. <laughs> I will say. I guess I'm trying to get you to say something I need to say, so I will say it. You get very uncomfortable. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> uncomfortable. When your child is sick, it's very uncomfortable. You get afraid. You get scared. You think it shouldn't be this way. You think you need to solve it immediately. You want it to go away. I and the reason I'm saying this because I have the exact same emotional reaction as a mom. I think what we need to understand though, at, at what a fever can do and what a fever is, is a fever. It has become a, the reason the fever has begun. And first of all, I need to say this: you and I are not doctors. No, and we don't play them on TV. No, this is just our perspective. Right. On healing and illness. And of course, these are things you need to talk through with your own doctor, your own integrative practitioner, your own chiropractor. We're just giving our perspective. So I just wanted to say that first. Sure, but, you can't be serious.
0: <laughs> I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Um And the, don't call me sure The reason I wanted to play that is because there's a line in Airplane where he says, um... Something about a doctor.
1: I'm not a doctor.
0: No, and he's got the stethoscopes on. He's like, excuse me, sir, are you a doctor? And he's got the stethoscopes on. Right, he's
1: in his seat in the airplane wearing his stethoscope. And then he decides to do a gynecological exam on someone on the plane. That's right.
0: And he says, what the heck's going on up there? And then he goes towards the cockpit. Airplane is... What about that part in Airplane where they're removing all the half-dead pilots and (laughs) co-pilots down the aisle and nobody's paying attention to it at all? They're
1: reading their magazines. Yeah. Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I love that movie still. I think it's the uh, it's the one that everybody. Surely you
0: can't be serious. <laughs> I am serious, and don't call me Shirley.
1: Okay, that's um,
0: an overused line.
1: It is, but it's a good one. I like. No, I was gonna give. I was gonna do one, but it was from the Naked Gun because it's Leslie Nielsen. Which one? I can of. help you out. It's the Beaver one.
0: Oh, nice Beaver. Hey thanks. I just got it stuffed yesterday. Yes, I don't overused. Have that, I don't have that one queued up.
1: I know, but anyway, can I go back to the Fever?
0: Sure, go ahead.
1: Okay, so. So when your body gets a fever, what it has recognized is that there's something going on that needs to not be there anymore. Some kind of infection, something that needs to heal, something that your body wants to get rid of. And so what your body does is it heats itself up to, I'm going to use layman's terms It's cooking it out. It's cooking it out. It's burning that out. And so our body, this is something I say to my girls all the time, your body is so smart. Your body knows what to do. Your body is so wise. Just like when you were... You know Cooking in my stomach And you know It's not like I did anything I wasn't
0: cooking in your stomach You did No Your Even three though, daughters Do you work. remember
1: when Maddie My niece who's now 17 Yeah When I first introduced Todd To my niece She was like two or three Two or three yeah And she wanted to know If, if Todd I was came in out belly. of my tummy That's
0: right <laughs> Very innocent. She comment. didn't know where
1: he came from,
0: and she said it in the middle of like a, a dead spot of a dinner, it so was the everybody thing. started laughing
1: because it's so true. My family's so small, and so she's been so used to having just these certain people at a dinner table, and all of a sudden Todd's at the table, and she just wanted to know if he came out of my well, tummy.
0: If you think <laughs> about it, from a two or three year old, my, she's probably just learning about people coming from tummies.
1: And I think my sister was pregnant with Max,
0: probably right. So like you know, it would be logical to a two year old brain. Right. But we thought it was pretty funny. Oh my
1: gosh, it's one of my favorites, but. A Okay, so you did not come out of my tummy, but the girls did. And while the girls were in my stomach while I was pregnant, it's not like I did something to help them get ears. It's not like I did something to help them get, you know, a nose or you know, whatever. There's like something going on that's way beyond us. Yeah.
0: It's called a miracle of life.
1: It is. And that's the same thing we have to trust in when they arrive on Earth. And their body heats up for a fever. And again, I want to say that, be commonsensical with us here, that there are times, especially children who have chronic illnesses, where fevers mean something else. Mm -hmm. And the doctor will let you know what you should look for. But in your typical situation where a child is just getting sick, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not some chronic illness that you're dealing with, um, it's actually a good thing. A fever is a good thing. Speaking of
0: fever... I could have used a little more cowbell. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's take it again. And Gene, yeah, really explore the studio space this time. Oh, you gotta We need the video. Really? Yeah. Explore the space. As later on in that, he goes, I got a fever. And the only prescription is more, more cowbell. cowbell. Let me talk about your body during pregnancy. Okay. Holy cow. You. My hand would get burned if I put my hand on your back. Yes. You were like 142 degrees. I know. And then like your feet would be freezing at the same time.
1: Yes. There's a lot of heat in one place. I was would a human.
0: And you'd be like sweating
1: and cold. I don't know how you girls do that. I would go that. to bed cold, yeah. and wake up hot. This is still kind of the what happens with me. Still, still. Wait till menopause happens. I know it's going to be crazy. I know, and I think that I'm 42, so I don't know when that will come, but I'm sure some symptoms will begin arriving in the next four or five years. Correct.
0: Um, what about your new trick that you have that some of the ladies might want to know?
1: What's my new trick?
0: You do the hot water bottle where your feet are.
1: Oh yes, I haven't. I talked about that in the show, and I haven't done that lately because it's, it's because an, it's, it's summer. summertime. But when because my feet are cold. Um, sometimes when I go to bed, I will put a hot water bottle on my feet to heat up my feet and then that heats up the rest of me and it just feels really good on my feet. Um, but that can also be a circulation thing. So that's where like yoga and like massaging your own legs and feet can push that heat down to your feet.
0: Circulation, chiropractic care. Yes. Tree of life. Let's, of let's life. talk about Dr. Kelly real quick.
1: Absolutely. Tree of life chiropractic. She. You can find her at Cairotree.com, phone number 630 941 8783. Um, that is our chiropractor, Dr. Kelly, and the girls go to her, Todd and I go to her and talk about preventative mm-hmm. um, medicine.
0: Well, and the adjustments that we get helps everything. But I I always hear talk about circulatory and circulation. Absolutely. And all that. We just talked about that. We
1: did. And you know what? Um, so Dr. Kelly, uh, healthy families by choice, not by chance. We love her dearly. And, and I'm actually going to speak about her in a little bit too. But also, uh, Todd and I used to work with a woman. Um, she was kind of like a coach, but she was also a body worker. And she would Talk to me about things that seem so commonsensical, but I had never done things like what I just said. My feet are cold, so why don't you start massaging your calves and moving some of that heat down to your feet? And I would think, well, that doesn't work. Well, she's like, of course it does. This is your body. Like, it's smart. It's wise. And it's all about intention. And it's all about getting your circulation going. And then again, that was reiterated in yoga. When I started yoga training, you know, we think think we're at the mercy of our body. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we We are. are. Right. But there is enough that we can do that we can feel much more connected to our body and the fact that we can play a role in our own wellness. Mm-hmm. We're not just victims. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some things, and you, have, you and I have had experiences in our life where things have just you know, come out of nowhere and it's hard to understand. Right. And
0: sometimes there are, like in this guy's article, there are medical emergencies that need to be Absolutely. dealt with in an emergency way and you don't have the time to... Right. You
1: don't have the time to rub your you leg. Ha- you and have get, to do right. what you have to do. Exactly. And that's why I wanted to say at the beginning that, you know, obviously we're not medical professionals. You have to do what feels right. But I also feel like we can shift our perspective a little bit where we don't have to be so afraid of the things that are there to help us. We don't need to be so afraid of a fever and that we can begin to look at a symptom, you know, like, um, the, and this is not just physical, this is emotional. Um, I wrote about this a couple weeks ago about when my body is in pain physically or when I am emotionally in pain my body is trying to say help me heal hmm. or I need to heal pain is not something that pain it, is a gift pain is a gift it's trying to tell you something's right. it's going on it's, right. a, it's a message thank you your body's talking to you and I mean that emotionally and spiritually so if you feel really depressed or you feel really sad or your leg constantly hurt or hurts or like your knee mm-hmm. always hurts. That's saying, look at me, pay attention to me mm-hmm. and we don't take the time to do that. What do we do? We try and take the aspirin, override it, work harder, pretend it's not happening, go into denial. And that's where we end up in pretty scary situations because our body is always trying to talk to us.
0: Well, I'm fascinated by the human body. I remember watching a, a special on guys who climb Mount Everest and they talk talked about frostbite, which is obviously a huge concern. And you know how you um, go, your hands get frostbite and your feet, they're the first things that go. Right. And it's because the human body is so smart that it knows it can survive without your fingers and yes. your hands and your feet and your toes so it brings all the heat that it has available to, to the, the vital center organs. of yeah. the body and i just think that that's really cool
1: well and that that's exactly what this you know the show is about or you know those of you who are professionals in this field You know, this is the message you're trying to get across is that your body is wise. Mm. And if we connect with our body, this is what, um, you know, we don't like to always use the word meditation, but sitting in quiet or listening to yourself or having time alone, then you can hear what's going on in your body. A lot of people prefer not to because they know that there's something going on they don't want to look at. And I get that. But really, it's a gift to yourself to spend time alone and hear and feel like, When I sit down in time for quiet, or even if I'm sitting on the front porch, I kind of do a body scan of Mm -hmm. like, you know, because emotions live in your body, too. Yeah, it's energy. They're energy, and they are, I'm just going to say it, they are the things that can cause the physical issues. You You know, these are levels. And so if you are not attending to the emotional issues, then it becomes physical. Mm -hmm. So, you know... Only because your body's trying to talk to you. Be
0: thankful when Be thankful. things suck, like you get a fever, or when you get depressed, or when you're, you know, you hurt your finger. Like, say you jam your finger and it goes the wrong way, which happened to me in gym class when I was a sophomore. You've got some
1: nutty fingers,
0: I do. And um, but you know that hurts, and it's telling you, hey man, you better fix this, otherwise you're going to lose it. That's right. So anyways.
1: it's it's giving you a message, and um, you know I remember. You know, a lot of people in our country are really afraid of the word depression. Mm -hmm. Like the word depression scares the daylights out of them. Well, there was
0: something, and um, this is along the depression thing. Okay, Um, they there is certain part of the medical community that wants to um, have sadness as a diagnosis or something like that.
1: No, they want to have grief,
0: grief as something to take a pill for to overcome.
1: So, what Todd's saying is that there the, the, and it I don't know where it ended up i've got to be either. honest because the d s m five I think has come out I think it came out in may, but the d s m five is a manual that us therapists use to help diagnose clients, and it has all the criteria that you need to meet to reach a certain diagnosis of anxiety or depression or whatever. One of the diagnoses that they wanted to put in the d s m five was grieving, mm-hmm. and I was very. I think we talked about this on the show a few years ago because I was very upset about that because in my perspective, gr- grieving is not a diagnosis. It is a very normal, um, healthy, important. important process, and no one should be giving you a pill to get over it.
0: Right, and that plays exactly into what we're saying is yes. people are pill crazy yeah. in this country and they are sad, so like, oh my gosh, I'm so sad, I need to take a little white pill, Right, and it, it, it doesn't... Give you the opportunity to to heal, to work it out in a healthier. Way,
1: And you know, I, what I will say is cause sometimes Todd's a little more blunt with the pill crazy comments. I don't have, uh, from a therapist perspective, I don't have a problem with medication. If it is something that you need to do to lift you to a place where they, then you can begin you can treatment deal with it, right? or you can get up right. and function. Right. There's some people who cannot function and it's not fair to say no one should take meds. Cause some people absolutely. Yeah, I'm not need pulling them. the whole Tom
0: Cruise. You yeah. have to be so glib Matt Lauer. Yeah.
1: Don't, don't Tom Cruise it up even though you look like him.
0: Do I? Yeah.
1: <laughs> You never never heard that before, Um, but he, you know, medication is a useful tool. But when we overuse it, Mm -hmm. just like anything else, where we feel a tinge of sadness or we're grieving and we just want to override it, um, and my belief system is that may work for a little bit, but your body is too wise. Mm -hmm. It's not gonna, you know, it's gonna talk to you, and so the medication can be a tool, but you also need to allow that your body to cry. You need to allow your body to have a fever. You need to allow your body to rest for crying out loud. We do not rest in this country and we don't let our kids rest. Mm -hmm. We're constantly going. So, all right. So this is what I want to do. Okay. Did you want to finish up that thought? No, I think that we're done with number six. Okay.
0: So one thing is we usually uh, leave our shameless self-promotion to the end of the show, but we're doing a free parenting presentation on Monday, August 12th. So if you happen to live, uh, listen to this, before August 12 2013 we're having it at the daily method we have all the information up on our Facebook page or
1: yeah it's on our Facebook page it's on my website and and it's on uh, basically the free class it's at the daily method it's at five o'clock it's all about surviving junior high and not survive not don't bring your kids this is for you right. as parents how can you support your children who are either going to be going into junior high like maybe you have a fourth or fifth grader or you have a sixth seventh or eighth grader basically eight or nine nine and above, mm. you know, I don't care if you have a five-year-old and you want to come listen, come, you know, there's no, we're not going to check at the door. Um, but it's, we're doing this free because this is information that we want to get out and we're having a hard time writing about it for right. some reason. So we thought we could express it in a forum where everyone Do you have to listen. have a
0: child in junior high to attend Absolutely this Absolutely
1: not. What no. if
0: you have a junior in high school?
1: Well, then I think we're, I think that. I
0: think that, I think we're going to get, we're going to, you know, it's going to be more universal. So yeah. Just come if you like, if you hear our message and you like our message, you don't have to have a fifth or a sixth or a seventh or eighth grader to go. Just please come. More the merrier.
1: Right. I think that we've just trying to focus in on this pre-adolescent age because this is really where things begin to shift and where, uh, you know, in my professional experience, parents start to go, oh, my gosh, what do I do? Right. So if we can start to prepare and have a sense of um, confidence about, okay, there's some things I, you know, I have some understanding of this child development. I have understanding of what I can do to support and not be so afraid of this time. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, so okay. that's.
0: T- talk to us about Helping Hands. made Services our second of three partners. Our
1: second partner, and they're coming in a week, and I'm very excited. They already yeah, emailed me. Mean. Anyway, okay, Helping Hands Maid Service, helpinghandmaidservice.com, 630-530-1324. As clean as can be at home and at work. They come once a month to our house. They do a fabulous job, and I'm so thankful because it really helps me and takes a load off my shoulders. So um, $25 off your first service if you mention Zen Parenting. If you do call them, um, and please do mention us because they, you know, we it want helps. to know that there's a connection between right. who's calling them and you listening to this show. That's part of partnership. Yeah. So thank you.
0: Yeah, you could say that 10,000 times and it know. still wouldn't be enough. It so fires me up, man. I love it. Say it one more time. Shake it back! <laughs> Does that feel good? Yeah. It rhymes. Whoa. They're both verbs.
1: It's awesome. <laughs> They're both verbs.
0: Talladega Nights. I don't even know if I've seen that movie from oh, start to finish.
1: I love that movie. I I have. I mean, you and I watch more clips because mm-hmm. we're watching it, you know, when you catch it on TV, but... Think about when he gets out of the car all the time and runs around naked.
0: Well, and not only that, um, there's a really funny scene where they're at the dinner table. Yeah, that's the scene. That is the... That is, that's Baby Jesus. That, that's the signature scene. Like on a golf course, they have the signature hole. Yeah. That's the signature scene yeah. of that uh, movie. So.
1: And because there's so many parts of it, there's the disrespectful kids, yeah. oh, which are get, hilarious. Yeah,
0: we wouldn't be able to play those just because it's uh
1: it's a they're, lot of cursing. They're doing a lot of swearing and not very nice to the father-in-law. Okay. Number seven and is number be seven. prepared. And yes. this seems obvious. Well, and this, again, th- this is why I said I was going to bring Dr. Kelly up again, is because, or any chiropractor out there, is, you know, the whole concept of chiropractic, besides the obvious things about, oh, I have a back problem or pain in my back, is keeping your body at optimal wellness. Mm-hmm. And, you know, chiropractic is one way. Exercising is one way. Obviously, I really believe in yoga, and we do the daily method, which I very much believe in as well. You know, the keeping your body um, functioning in the best way. Are you sipping into the microphone? Sorry.
0: Sorry, I didn't know I was going to make the sipping sound. (laughs) Go ahead.
1: Keeping your body functioning in the highest uh, possible way. And again, um, you know, we are busy, but I think when we start to exchange, well, I want 30 more minutes on the computer versus going for a walk Mm -hmm. or doing some stretching or going to see a chiropractor or, um, meditation or all these things that can be very healing. And we say, I just need to work 30 more minutes. That's when we know we're out of balance with our productivity. We talked about that last week. Are you addicted to productivity? So, you know, it's just being prepared just means, um, I want to
0: take it in another direction.
1: Okay. Go for it.
0: This reminds me of, um, when our kids were younger and naps and all that. Um, he talks about being prepared and the way, what I want to say about that is put your children at a place to be able to succeed. And what I mean by that is let's say your kids used to have one, three hour nap in the middle of the day. And then all of a sudden something happens and the day is gets busy and the kid doesn't get a nap. Later that day, the kid is going to possibly have a complete meltdown right yeah and then the parent will be like what's wrong with you how come yours you you, you didn't do this yesterday and when life gets busy and you don't have the time to you know to have your kid nap or rust or that's what's going to happen. So it's okay if that happens, but just don't be surprised when it happens and have a little bit of empathy that that's why. Put your children in a place to succeed. And if they're not in a place to succeed, then don't expect so much of them. And that's more little kid, but you can take that into teenage years too. Like, you know, give your kids, and and this goes into preparation, the ability to make good choices. And that goes into the thoughtful preparation of making sure that you're giving them what they need to do. Structure, boundaries, all
1: these general things. You know, like Todd said, when they're little, the structure we put around their life is making sure they get a nap. And again, I talk to a lot of moms groups and they'll say, what if my kid doesn't go down? And they stretch, you know, they, they stress about that. And sometimes your kids don't take a nap and we've got to trust that sometimes they know what they're doing. You Mm -hmm. know, they're growing or they're in a different phase of brain development. So we don't need to freak out and be overstructured. Our kids are not robots. They're not supposed to do as we say every we're not in, even though sometimes I want them to do of course we do to be robotic well of course but we don't control them mm-hmm. um, we are in charge of the household so we set the boundaries we set the um, you know the structure up and then sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't we have to be in flow with that
0: did you have any experience this week where the kids maybe got a little out of hand and they started doing some impersonations of their mom oh
1: my gosh that was so funny I
0: wish I would have been there for that
1: so I was sitting on the front porch they actually were in a good space it yeah. wasn't space of negativity. No, yeah. It, everybody it was, was in a good mood. Everyone was in a good mood. And what the girls do is when they want to make me laugh is they um, impersonate me. And so they will come in and Cameron will put on my sunglasses and grab a yoga journal magazine and put my backpack that has my computer in it on. <laughs> and then she'll grab a, co- a coffee cup and like just start talking like me. And, Ca- and JC will play a role. And I just, it's really the funniest thing.
0: Well, and I think what it, did for you because the when you told me the story, it gives you an awareness of how locked in they truly are. And they did yes. a scenario of you being going to the coffee going shop. To
1: Elijah, and they were like, "Thanks, Garrett." And Garrett's like, "Hey, Kath, here's your coffee. Like, you know, punch my card, please. Like, all these things that I do say." Um, but and, I'm just in flow with it. I'm not right. thinking about it, and they are watching intently, they're soaking
0: it all in. So that the same goes. If you, you know, you the scenario you just created was one of you know normalness, normal day to day ordering a coffee. But it goes to if you know parents are yelling at each other, they're soaking that in too. So something as inconsequential as you ordering a coffee, they have that. We didn't know this before they did this. Mm-mm. Had that whole scenario memorized. I know. So when when you When you or your spouse are in a place of negativity, they're soaking that in too. And I've said this a million times because I grew up in a household where there was sometimes yelling. And my advice for every parent is be the parent, step outside, go figure it out outside the earshot of your children. And I know some people think that I'm crazy for saying that, but it really is important that people know that, that young brains are very... Um, influ- they're influenced very easily, negatively, or positively. So if you're the type of spouse to start screaming at your wife, and then you get mad when the kids start screaming at his or her sibling, you're don't them be that. surprised. Yeah, don't
1: be surprised. And again, just so you know, if your children respond with anger because you're yelling, and you get angry at them because they're angry with you, anger is a second tier emotion. They're afraid, mm-hmm. they're sad, yeah. they're embarrassed, they're scared, and so anger is what comes out. So you know, a lot. Of, it's a lot easier to deal with anger mm-hmm. because we um, anger. How do we explain that? Like sadness is scary, mm-hmm. embarrassment or fear is scary, but anger is something. It's so, so sociologically acceptable. Well, societally, I think
0: anger is is less vulnerable.
1: Yes, less it's vulnerable. Thank easier you. Easier
0: to be angry yes. because you can't. I don't know what the word is. You have armor on. Yes, you
1: you're, you're, you feel powerful, you feel strong. even though it is really not
0: right. Yes. So yes, so the anger is. You
1: have armor on. Good.
0: Thank you. Uh, hey, what man, what on? Who do you think you're married to over here? <laughs> I listen to a few things
1: <laughs> that's great. That's exactly what it is, whereas
0: really. if so let's say let's say the person doesn't react out of anger but instead reacts out of sadness, why is that better?
1: Right? Why is sadness better? I ask you because it's the truth. I mean that, but, and,
0: but the, the kid's angry, that's
1: true too. Well, it is. but but again, anger is second tier. It's sadness unresolved. Mm-hmm. So if the sadness is, it comes in its natural form. I feel sad. I have a good cry. I talk to someone I trust and love. It relieves itself, just like a fever. Right? You know, it relieves itself. It goes out of the body. It burns itself out. If it's unresolved sadness, and
0: turns into anger, it turns into anger. There's nothing resolved.
1: Nothing resolved, and the anger doesn't do. So what it-
0: you're trying to say is deal with the primary emotion, yes, to let it come in and then let, let it, it go. go out. Versus the secondary emotion, which is anger. Even if you let that anger out, it's really not touching the sadness that's underneath
1: Right. It. And the fear. And, you know, we've been talking a lot about boys and emotional intelligence for boys, which I know people don't like that language, but I'm just going to use it now. Um, is that we see the, a lot of boys in our society who are angry, who are violent, who are putting on a show that they're really super brave when really they're scared to death. Mm-hmm. Um, one of our favorite uh, um, authors, or one of mine, I'll speak for myself, Gary Zukov, who wrote Sea to the Soul. And he's been on Oprah a lot, and um, and I've seen him speak many times. And he talks about the fact that he was such a fearful man and an insecure man, and again, hear me out on this, that he made a choice to go into our armed services. And I can't remember if he which one, but he worked his way up to the very top because he felt like it would somehow resolve his insecurity, that the more guns he had and the more um, training he had and the more masculine energy that was around him, he would somehow somehow not feel that insecurity or that fear but the truth was it never resolved itself right. and it would show up in being angry and it would show up in wanting to hurt people and want and i'm not saying everyone in the armed services is doing that right. i'm using that as an example right. that he talked about and that the truth is is that all men no matter what their profession have emotional experiences and to pretend that you know again we have to redefine bravery mm-hmm. bravery is feeling a fear and moving forward anyway. Going
0: through it. Bravery instead of, is... Instead of walking around. It.
1: Exactly. Bravery is not not being afraid. Right. It is feeling fear and walk. You can't be brave unless you're afraid first. Right.
0: Otherwise, yeah, then then it's nothing.
1: Yet when our boys tell us we're afraid, we tell them to man up. Mm -hmm. So they're getting a really mixed message, so they end up feeling really insecure. Right. So anyway. All right. um, So should we go on to the next one, or do we need to talk about... um, Let's
0: talk about... Oh, we already did our first two partners. I'll talk about Avid. Uh, They're painting remodelers uh, throughout the western suburbs most specifically, but they'll go north and south too. Um, Their number is 630-956-1800. Jeremy Kraft is the owner. He's very good at what he does. So if you need a new kitchen redone, new basement. Uh, Second floor, put on your house like they did for us. Give them a call. It's avidco.net. And then I also like to have my movie stuff. Um, (laughs) Let's do, well, this is kind of funny. Mr. Madison, what you have just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything. That could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Okay, a simple wrong would have done just fine. That was a long one, but it was oh worth it.
1: It's It gets, you know what makes it so funny? Because it stays at the same level. Yeah. It just, what he, is
0: it about Adam Sandler? Uh, I don't know. I have a love hate with that guy.
1: I know. Because
0: there's certain movies that he's absolutely hilarious in, and then, you know, his whole shtick gets old. But Billy what Madison. About, what
1: about Jack and Jill?
0: Yes, exactly. And Come he's on. a box office Phenom. monster.
1: Yeah, he is. Oh, my gosh. He is.
0: But Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison, best two Billy uh, Adam Sandler movies.
1: Yes, I agree with you. Can you?
0: What, is there any other good
1: um, Adam Sandler movies? Well, there are some fans of the Grown Up movies, like Grown Ups one and Grown Ups two. Yeah, I don't. Never know, I've it. never seen them, but I people tell me they're funny. So, can we talk about this last thing? Number eight it's my favorite healing takes time and interestingly enough I um, our daily method here in town they're part of the Elmhurst wellness team um, friends of ours and you and I both practice daily method um, and their word for this month is actually patience um, which
0: they all we need is just a little patience you should have had
1: that ready to go
0: I know I um, don't have internet though so it doesn't matter
1: and they are talking about patience in terms of your own body and your own movement and your own breath while you are exercising or, you know, feeling, cause one the thing that's super cool about daily method is while you're, you're doing it, you actually kind of can go inside and feel what's going on in your body. That's a big part of the exercise. Um, So they're talking about being patient with yourself and not pushing it and not um, trying to uh, go too far too fast. Mm. Like sometimes staying in the the same position and not making it all fancy dancy is the best thing you can do because that's the strengthening pose. So, but this is so true. Patience with healing also, again, emotionally or physically is that we just want to move it along. Like one thing that really annoys me is again, this is about emotional, but someone will have an experience in their family. Like, You know, they'll have a parent die or someone that they love die or, you know, and they will be expected back at work two days later fully fine. Right. And that's ridiculous. Right. Grieving can take a significant amount of time. I'm not saying they should get a year off of work. I'm saying we've got to have empathy mm-hmm. and compassion that they are healing. See, when someone's physically sick, we're like, oh, you know, take as much time as you want. But emotionally, we have no respect for well, it. Well, it's
0: like uh, you know, our great friend Jessica is a big supporter of the mental illness. NAMI.
1: NAMI. Um, National Alliance Mental Illness. And how
0: there is such a, you know, if you have diabetes or heart disease, you know, obviously everybody welcomes that and supports it
1: and they understand it it understand doesn't scare it's normal,
0: them normal but If somebody's schizophrenic, like it freaks everybody Everybody out. Yeah. And why is that any different than if you have heart disease?
1: Well, and that's the NAMI movement to create some awareness and some understanding and some respect for the fact that this is just as much of a diagnosis and that, you know, we all have to, you know, give it up here. Every, there's someone in everybody's family Mm -hmm. who is challenged, or maybe you personally have been challenged with mental illness. And the more we put a blanket over and pretend it's not there, we can't deal with it. It's just
0: weird because if you have heart disease, it doesn't make me uncomfortable. You have heart disease, no big deal. Right. But if somebody is schizophrenic trying to talk to me at a bus stop, right. I get uncomfortable. Right. And I know their whole mission yeah, is to, you know, uh, alleviate that prejudice that I have and that most other people have, um, that to, to, lessen the discomfort,
1: I right. guess. Right. When to understand it. And yours is an extreme example mm-hmm. because when someone is in a paranoid delusion, mm-hmm. it's not easy to talk with them right. in a coherent way. Right. So if someone is that you don't know is talking to you on the street and they're in a you know, they're in a delusion, right. it's not you just don't know. Right. But I think it's more about somebody who has schizophrenia or bipolar or other diagnoses can function just fine in Mm -hmm. society. And this is where medication, you know, you were talking about pills before. This is where medication can change their life. This is what we're talking about, where meds can actually be the key to them functioning successfully. And that we need to understand that rather than say, then label and, and, you know, assume that that person can't function. Right. Um, You know, there's a respect there. but. Again, healing takes time and that, you know, in our bodies too, you know, so many people will be sick and they'll make a decision. I'm only going to be sick today. Right. I'm only going to sleep for three hours and then I'm going to keep moving. We're so,
0: well, there was that impatient. story. I don't know where it was, but Oprah was telling a story and she was in like some hotel room mm-hmm. and she started getting sick and she was completely resisting it and fighting it and trying to talk herself into not being sick. And yeah. then she, she had a
1: function she was supposed to go to. Right, or and then
0: eventually, and we can all probably have a story like this, but for some reason it sticks in my mind. Because I was watching her because you have it on the TV quite often. <laughs> and as soon as she surrendered, like, oh, okay, you know, she fought it like until the middle of the night, three yeah. in the morning. And finally she's like, wait a second, I'm just going to surrender. I'm sick. I'm sick. And then she fell asleep. Yep. And she had a nightful, uh, restful night. And then she got better and she just accepted the fact that you're sick. And that's what we all have that. Like whenever we're not feeling well, we try to talk ourselves out of it. We
1: question, I still do it. And I will say to Todd, when I'm well, next time when I don't feel good and I'm questioning it, will you just tell me I'm not well? Mm -hmm. Because when you feel well, you know, you're well, you don't even question it. Yeah, You don't think about it. All of a sudden you're feeling sick and you're calling yourself lazy Mm -hmm. or I should be working harder. Or if I just got up and moved around, I'd feel better. And there's some... You can try a little of that. Like sometimes you have a headache, it helps to take a walk. I'm not saying you should just, but a lot of the time. But you can
0: surrender and take
1: a walk. You can. You can surrender the fact that you have a headache rather than it shouldn't be this way. Right. You want to know the definition of suffering?
0: Um, Suffering is not accepting the present moment.
1: And it, when it comes to something like illness, suffering is not accepting what is, which is v- the exact same thing you said.
0: Well, will you give me points for that. Yes.
1: Well, you. See, I wanted to define it more because present moment, someone might say, "Well, I shouldn't feel sick in gotcha. the present moment." You do feel sick, right? So you are suffering because you didn't. Ex- you're not accepting that you don't feel good, right? And so you are. You're sitting in it, going, "It should be different. It should be different," but it's not.
0: Well, let's go. Di- let's go. Let's say a loved one dies. Yeah. <clears throat> I am uh, s- devastated, yeah, and I am sad. So, doesn't that mean, like, how do? What is the role of accepting what is? Like, like, how do you uh, merge those two ideas of accepting what is and still being really sad? Or
1: because sa- accepting what is allows you to be devastated and sad.
0: But I'm devastated and sad, anyways. You know what I mean? Uh, Yeah,
1: but it may be showing up in different ways. Devastation and sadness, when unaccepted, can turn into overproductivity. I need to work harder. I need to get out of this feeling. I need to, um, uh, you know, blame other people. I need to, um, you know, sometimes you try and run. Yeah, you're channeling it. Escaping. And sometimes you just need to fall to your knees and have a good cry. Mm. Like, I, you know, I was sharing a story in my women's circle the other night about how one time, and you'll remember this. This is from a couple of years ago. I was struggling with, you know, things were coming up for me. I was healing in mm. some things that I needed to heal. And that when I was walking down the prairie path, and I was literally, which is in Elmhurst here, and I was literally brought to my knees. Like, I surrendered mm. something mm. that was really hard to surrender. And it was funny to watch some of the women's faces, like, you know, imagining me falling to my knees the on path. the ground on the prairie path. Right. But the truth is, I had to... You know, yeah. have you ever just fallen apart? And it's really sometimes the best thing. See, we all try and never fall apart. Right.
0: That's our job is not never keep it apart. together.
1: And the truth is sometimes you absolutely need to fall apart. There was a great article called why falling to uh, pieces on the floor and then picking yourself up is a great thing. Mm-hmm. Like falling to pieces helps you put those pieces back together in a new way. Right. And we're so afraid of it. Instead of, and I'm not saying it feels good, but surrendering to something can be the most healing thing right. rather than fighting it. Right. I hear you.
0: Yeah. Um, so we're 40 minutes in. Okay. So we should probably um, do any more self-promotion.
1: I got one more movie line I want to share with you. All right. Oh, Turn a Bad. Oh, let's hear it. Oh, is this mine? Yeah. I forgot what it was, but I know I was supposed to do And Give me a little... When
0: I was in the car with my dad. Okay,
1: okay. This is my tournament of bad for Todd. And this is not just when you were in the car with your dad. This is always. What Todd does is he'll say, hey, everybody, let's go out to lunch. So he'll get the whole family in the car. So we'll go eat or do whatever he says we're going to do. And then he'll take us on all his errands. But they're quick. But we don't We don't want to go with you on your errands. And I have errands, and I don't put everyone in the car and say, And do the bait and switch of we're going to go to lunch. Well, let's
0: put it this way let's be fair for a second. Okay, okay. Because Um, that's not my intention. Like, I'm going to bribe my family with lunch (laughs) so they, but I'm done with lunch. And I'm like, you know what? I got to make, first of all, I think it was like going to be two stops, but each stop was not like an individual, hey, this is something on my to do list. It was something for both of our businesses. But
1: Todd, oftentimes it's on your to do list. One time when we were doing this, this is an ingrained memory because I couldn't believe it. You had like bought a screw from Mm -hmm. Ace Hardware. That was probably twenty cents. That was an important screw. And you we pulled into the parking lot after a lunch and you said I just have to run some errands with the whole family. And you said, I have to return this. And I said, To get a new one, you said no, I didn't use it, so I'm gonna return it for my money back.
0: There's no way I did it for a twenty cent
1: screw. Well, it was something in it was in a package, so it wasn't just one screw. Right. But it was so minimal. It's one of those things that you just put downstairs in your toolbox because you may use it again, but you do you remember what I'm talking about? No, I have okay, no idea. but you returned it for, uh, for money.
0: 40 cents 20. instead of 20 cents.
1: <laughs> so anyway, that's my tournament of bad today is that I really don't get mad. That's the wrong word, but I just am, am noticing that I try and do my errands when no one's around or I take the kids or whatever and Todd does his with the entire family.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll accept it. Okay, I'll accept it. Okay, doesn't mean I'm going to stop.
1: I know. I didn't even say stop. I just said I am aware. I am watching you. Uh,
0: you're I'm on my, to you. Um, okay, so please give us a review on iTunes. Um, we're at ninety six, something like that. We just <sighs> need four more.
1: One hundred.
0: And we're going to do something special for that 100th review.
1: I know, but then see, don't say that because then the person who's giving the ninety seventh is like, "Why am I going to do this? I'm going to wait till the 100th That's true. Person. We're not going to do anything. We're going to do anything for you.
0: Nobody is special. <laughs> Um, so do that, and then um, comments at zenparentingradio.com. Oh, all, everything we talked about today will be in the show notes, which will be on our website, zenparentingradio.com, and then just go to the archive page.
1: And if you don't already, uh, like our Facebook page, because that helps with our um, being able to be found. And it, you can also pay attention to some of the things we're sharing during the week, because it's similar conversation that we have on the show.
0: Speaking of paying attention...
1: Yeah, I called her up. She gave me a bunch of crap about me not listening to her enough or something. I don't know. I wasn't really paying attention.
0: <laughs> that was good. Um, anything else? What else do we have to promote? Let me look at my um, sheet. That's
1: about it. I think that... Uh,
0: buy both your books? Yes. And I actually just
1: got a thing today from Amazon, and like yesterday, someone bought four books. Ooh,
0: Thank you, Whoever Amazon user that. out there.
1: Yeah, so yeah, you can buy my books, KathyCAdams.com. They're cheaper there, or at amazon.com and are you trying to do the music?
0: I know, but we're going to fade it in.
1: Okay, there we so go. So we can
0: talk over the music. I'm that's still getting end. used to this mixer.
1: I know. Todd is Sir Mix-A-Lot, as we, you guys know, and he... Oh, baby, you... That's not Sir mix a got what I need. Um, so he's working through the... But you say he's just the, a friend. Um, hold on. <laughs> but you say he's just a friend. Oh, baby, you... See, that's Biz Marquee. That is the worst song ever. I think that it, guy can't sing... You can't write. That's why it became so popular. But anyway, Todd's working through the kinks. We are together. So bear with us. It's going to be, it's, it's already phenomenal, but it's going to be double phenomenal as we learn these ropes. Extra phenomenal.
0: All right, thanks. We'll see you guys next Have week. Have a great week.